First Samuel chapter 8, verse 10 through 18. So Samuel told all the words of the Lord to the people who were asking for a king from him. He said, These will be the ways of the king who will reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them to his chariots and to his horsemen and to run before his chariots. And he will appoint for himself commanders of thousands, of commanders of fifties, and some to plow his ground and to reap harvest and to make his implements of war and the equipments of his chariots. He will take your daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He will take the best of your fields and vineyards and orchards, and he will give them to his servants. He will take a tenth of your grain and of your vineyards, and he will give it to his officers and to his servants. He will take your male servants and female servants and the best of your young men and your donkeys and put them to work. He will take the tenth of your flocks and you shall be his slaves. And in that day, you'll cry out because of your king for whom you've chosen for yourselves. But the Lord will not answer you in that day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So God's vision for Israel will, he would be a king over them. They would listen to his word. They would follow after him. They would be his people. He would be their God. But they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. They always want to be like the other nations. Mm-hmm. And so finally they're saying, give us a king like the other nations. We want to be like the other nations. And Samuel's saying, no, you really don't want this. You know, it kind of feels like the the kid that wants something and the parent says to him, no, 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 yeah. you don't understand. Yeah. But we'll talk about this tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. They, they, they want a king. They want to be like the other nations. So mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on the passage? Yeah, I mean, I, I think really what's happening here is you you have this idea of hope. You know, the the Israelites here they're they're hoping for stability and for for justice, which are not bad things to hope for. You know, they've seen Eli and Eli's worthless sons. And now it's Samuel's sons are perverting justice, and um, it. This language that that God uses, that they have rejected him from being king, you know, ultimately, like we see God actually uses the office of the king as a great thing for Israel. You know, we see David and all these righteous figures and wicked figures. And so it's not so much like the office itself, but it's that their hope is actually like, in not man. in the Lord. Yeah, it's in yeah, a human yeah. figure to bring stability. Yeah, whatever bring, structure yeah. that's in place yeah. is fine with the Lord, right? Yeah, yeah. And even like throughout history, I think that's kind of interesting. Like there have been some good monarchs. Yeah, Like yeah. we as Americans are kind of hardwired to think monarchy, bad. Yeah. Democracy, good. But now, of course, like we're living in an age where it's like maybe democracy is not good. Like yeah. mm-hmm. it feels kind of not good right now. Um Obviously, we are grateful to be a government of the people. But sometimes you're like, maybe we shouldn't be a government of the people. Like, maybe like these people are idiots. And like, we we just need like a good benevolent king to tell us what to do. And so, um, yeah, it is interesting. But 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 the, the truth of the matter is, is when the people fear the Lord, like any system mm-hmm. works. I mean, that's your yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but it's, the people just don't really fear the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, just I think what Samuel is warning them of here is that sin infects everything. You know, like 
going from, and I think this can even inform like how we view politics and like church politics and everything. Like there's so much lobbying for like this structure, this structure, this idea or this idea. But like the thing is, is that, you know, what Samuel's warning them of is like, you're going to put a person in this office and it's going to be a greedy person driven by selfish ambition. Right. And it's going to, you know, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. And, you know, I, I think that that is so applicable to even how we think about the world today is like we get in these like ideological echo chambers with other people. And then it's like, oh, if we could just have it this way, it would all be like sorted out. Right, right. And like this is, you know, passages like this are a good reminder that like, no, like because then there's still going to be people. So I, I there's still going to be sin. that's such a good point. Like I've been thinking a lot about solving problems mm-hmm. and I think people can identify really big problems in the world. And so they want to come up with some really big solution. You mm-hmm. know, this is this really big problem. Here, let's come up with this really big solution. And we need something big, and we need something grand, and mm. we need something huge. And when really the solution to problems are often a bunch of little things, but people mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so I'll give you a very kind of like to the point example. How many like people do you know that know anything about like local politics, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. None. None. Right. Yeah. Who could like describe what a circuit judge does. Right. Yeah. 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 Or even like who their local city council member is. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. is like their local city council member who they could call up, like who they could get together with, like, you know, who they actually could have some influence over. But everybody in America is like focused on these big national issues. Yeah. Uh, And when you say to people that are concerned with like the injustices of the world or the, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that America is going or whatever like that, the the actual way to change those things is like with a a thousand different small things is really what changes. Absolutely. Or, you know, 20,000 or a hundred thousand. But nobody wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Everybody just wants to, and so what people end up doing is they end up really doing nothing. I mean, people will spend hours and hours a day listening to talk radio or yeah, listening to chamber. some yeah. podcast or whatever, which, and I'll just go ahead and say this. If you're one of those people, all you're doing is consuming products, right? You, yeah. th- that's all just consumerism. I hope you know that all the, those people are all like selling gold or something like they're, they're creating an entertainment channel so they can sell gold and 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 you're buying it but those people are brilliant at making you feel like you're doing something yeah when in fact you're actually doing nothing you're just listening to something and so the 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 point i'm trying to make here is this like real change comes with real solutions and real activity and that real activity for big problems is often little by little, day by day. Mm-hmm. So my thing to you is if you've had that kind of like, man, we we want justice, we want stability, we want security, like go do something that's yeah. practical and, and just trust God yeah. that, that other people will yeah. do will join you in that. I was gonna say, like it's it's repentance, you know, like the problem in Israel is in in this passage and in this cultural moment is not having a judge instead of having a king. 
the problem is that people are not repenting from sin right. and that is what is oppressing them. And so, yeah, like the, you know, justice does come through small acts of repentance that become a huge mountain, you know? And so, yeah. And again, absolutely. I'm not saying those big things aren't yeah, are unimportant, yeah. but uh, so oftentimes we just don't have stewardship any over any of those big things. And so, mm-hmm. Take advantage of what you do have stewardship over. Be active. Go solve a problem you can solve and trust that God is sovereign and big things will happen. So good stuff, Will. I'm excited about the next section, uh, but we'll have to wait for tomorrow. So Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.